Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Forever. Dog. Rose and Jamie are two best friends. And they love sex and the city. And they couldn't help but wonder, do you love it too? Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, Charlotte, Cosmos, Scrunchies, so many every little dudes, all the dudes. And we couldn't help but wonder. With Jamie Lee and Rose Cerno. I'm Jamie Lee. And I'm Rose Cerno. And this is Couldn't, couldn't Help But Wonder. A podcast where we talk about sex in the city and how it relates to, to us. us. James, us, 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 us. what a week. So what a week. So let's start with our first segment. This week I was a total. Uh, this week what I was were a total. You? you know, I think I was a total Miranda. Ooh. Because I just have a dog. I just got a dog, as mm-hmm. we all know. Yes. And the public is well aware. I'm not going to be that person that just talks about their dog. I did not get a dog instead of a personality, but... Like Miranda, I feel like a very harried single mother. <laughs> I felt very hairy. Oh, no. <laughs> Just kind of like an overworked, overwhelmed. Yes, yes, like yes. Vomit sure. on my shirt. Sure, yeah. That happened. I feel like Miranda definitely had some vomit on her a couple of times throughout the series, honestly. Um, my dog Baby got vomit, very cat sick. vomit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's been to the hospital twice. Okay, so what's the latest? Tell me, tell me where we're at. The latest is... I'm like basically like practically breastfeeding him to bring him back to life. Oh, I'm making chachi. him human food, boiled chicken. I literally yeah. have done 15 minutes of work in seven days. Yeah. It's like having a baby. Yeah. But it's worth it because I look into his eyes and I was like, I'm like, I'm your real mom. Um, it's fine. I'm just exhausted. And every time I leave the house, I'm like, I have like things. I like have a yeah. sling over my shoulder and I've got like blood and diarrhea on me and I just don't even care. I just had a thought. I'm like, honestly, if I was pregnant and then... Whatever, water breaks. I go to the hospital. I'm feeding the stirrups, however they do, and out pops a dog. I'd be like, okay. Like, honestly, I'd be like, okay. Like, it's not what I expected, but I I feel really good about this. And I think we're going to have a really great life together. I mean, I like hope that happens for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, it essentially happened for you minus the vaginal birth. I mean, having a puppy is hard. It's worth it. I love it. But I definitely feel like a mom that's like has like a Starbucks that's like spilled on her. That's like like the one in a commercial, like a commercial, like commercial frazzled mom. Oh, I'm a full frazzled mom. Like, uh, you guys can't see, but I like pulled it together tonight. You look beautiful. Thank you so much. Truly has a radiant. Well, has a radiant glow to her skin and also just like a radiant updo. Thank you. I don't know what I mean by radiant updo, but like it just looks very like polished and sleek Uh. and French. And then your dress is like it's like this black and white button up collared explain it's just it, like you're just like fucking Amelie girl thank you you are I'm 
Jamie Lee. You're Amelie. Oh, girl. Um, who are you this week? You've had quite a week. Well, I'm going to say this is kind of trite. Oh, my but God. I'm going to say I'm a Carrie because I am writing right now. And Carrie is a writer, as we know. Not trite. Very real. That's that's just it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely not Carrie writing and that I'm like pontificating and like thinking about my life deeply. But I am in a writer's room and thinking about stories and stuff. Is so it fun? It's really fun. It's really healthy. I'm only two days in and I'm like, this is the most like morally intact staff I've been a part of. What do like, you mean by that? Like the showrunner. I'll shout it out. This is all positive. Bill Lawrence is my showrunner. He did Scrubs and Spin City and Cougar Town and all, just a bunch amazing, of amazing classic, stuff. Yeah. I think he has Whiskey Cavalier on the air right now. He's just like a powerhouse. And when I walked in the first day, we all kind of sit down and he kind of has this like college professor vibe to him where he like talks about like he's like stay after class. Why don't I you? mean, it kind of had that a little bit in that he's just like, I don't know. I can't explain. It. He's like cool professor in that he's like <laughs> he's like uh, he's like. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't really like working and I don't really like writing. And it's like obviously neither of those are true. You're insanely like fabulous and professional and successful. But the fact that he kind of does this like self-deprecating move. Call me Bill. Yeah, it does calm you down. That's nice. And it makes you feel like you're not on trial. Perfect. And that's a really nice place to start from yeah, because amazing. I think there's a lot of like first day. I even said on my Instagram, I was like, first day of school, there is that kind of nervous energy when you go into a writer's room where you're like, I want people to like me. I hope I make friends. Like it is that kind of like new kid in class feel. And I was just really thrilled that I was like, oh, this guy like really has our backs. That's awesome. Especially with comedy. Cause I feel like everyone's like, I'm funny. I'm funny. Make sure that like, it, there's a little extra pressure. Cause it's not a drama room where it's just like, say some cool right. idea. It's like, you're like, maybe they die. You know, yeah. like, oh, good one. That's, thank you for being here. I'm so glad you're so well I paid. Like that is I don't know why shit on print. drama writing. No, no, I'm sure but, it's so hard. No, it is so hard. But I do think that like pitching when you're doing comedy has an extra layer of like, it's not just pitching. It's also like, your joke has to be funny. Yeah. Or it should be. Yeah. And like, we're not at that stage yet. We're truly starting from like, square one, like talking about the main character, like, what makes him tick like li mm. like things where it's like you can't really pitch anything incorrect because cool. we're talking about a fake person but it is nice to just I don't know the way the showrunner kind of takes all of our ideas he's really good at like not putting something down or being like "Ooh, that's interesting maybe that parlays into this thing this other person said how can we combine them <laughs> like he's just so he just feels like a cool like fair person it's and so it's rare. really refreshing yeah it's refreshing I was just laughing thinking if he was like this really nice guy and then for some reason everyone was really mean to one person like oh Jerry on Parks and Rec like he's like super nice the oh one my person God. like shut up I was fucking <laughs> stupid like this like really nice little meek woman or something everyone just like slams her all the time oh Jerry's a woman in your head That's yeah <laughs> Jerry Blank okay Jerry Blank well I'm so happy that you love uh, this new job and Thanks. I'm so glad that you're writing and you're just blossoming into a, a beautiful young woman that me and your father are very proud of. Oh my God. <laughs> Thanks mom and dad. I preach. So should we jump into this hot app? Oh my God. Let's jump in head first into the deep pool. That is this episode. Today we are covering uh, season one, episode four. It's called Valley of the 20 something guys. A theme I hold very near and dear. Mm. 
Okay, so this episode begins with Carrie randomly bumping into Big wherever she goes. Coincidence or fate? After the umpteenth run-in at a lawyer's son's bris of all places, they decide to meet up on purpose for a quote-unquote drink thing. Hey, girl, hey. This drink thing is obviously happening at the city's hottest restaurant opening, hosted by Samantha's PR company. All the gals are going to the soiree, and as the core four wait in line to get in, Charlotte gushes about her new BF, who has the big three looks, manners, money. It's impressive how brazenly superficial Charlotte is. Seriously, much respect. Once they're all inside the party, Big leaves a voicemail for Carrie canceling plans. Bummed but determined to have fun anyway, Carrie meets a hot 20-something dude named Sam, played by the eternally smoking Timothy Timothy Oliphant. Oh my God. I love him. Timothy, if you're listening to our podcast and you want to leave your wife and family, please fax me. The most important thing to know about Sam, besides the fact that he's young, is that he has a tongue ring, which in the 90s was considered cool and not embarrassing. Right as Carrie starts playing with this stranger's tongue ring, Mr. Big shows up to say hi and then immediately pieces out. After getting weirdly rejected twice by Big, Carrie spends the night making out with 20-something Sam. Miranda goes home with 20-something Skipper, who, let's be real, looks 47. (laughs) And Samantha shags a 20-something chef. Carrie can't help but wonder... Should we be dating men our own age? Good luck finding one. There are no available men in their 30s in New York. Giuliani had them removed along with the homeless. (laughs) Well, so then what's really going on here? I mean, is it younger, younger men feel safer? What's really going on here is sex. Good old fashioned, eager to please, do what I tell you to, Eagle Scout, sex. Yeah, but I'm not having sex. It's a kissing thing. So what's the big deal? It's just a fling. Intriguing. What is Eagle Scout sex? I guess it's like... <laughs> Isn't that like little boys? I guess it's when you, uh, I don't know, you build a fire and like make s'mores afterwards. I don't know. Oh, then I'm definitely into Eagle Scout sex. It's the only kind of sex I have. Sex in the woods. Just yeah. hoping that you don't get eaten by a bear just by your partner. Okay. That Hey-o. felt, ca- felt kind of Carrie Bradshaw of me. She's coursing through my veins. Uh, um, cool. So what are your, what are, what are your my thoughts? thoughts and feels? Well, I think that this episode is really interesting because it's just all about these older women Almost all of them, except for Charlotte, are like starting to experiment with younger men. Like Miranda's dating this younger guy. Carrie starts like making out with this younger guy. How old are the women at this point? Do I we think, think mid-30s. Okay, mid. Okay. Yeah. And so the thing that I think is so interesting about this scene, and I've I would never take like a guy in his 20s seriously, but I've definitely like had little flings with them. But I think that it's so interesting the way women consider younger men versus the way men consider younger women. Like this is like a broad stereotype, but like in society, like if an older guy has like some hot little 20 something, that's considered like a huge catch. And I think women in their 30s and 40s are like, oh, my God, he's a baby. What am I going to do with him? It's like it's it's only it's not even that big of an age gap. It's not. But I think that women are so much more ahead in so many other ways that it's like if you're already the same age, it still requires like a lot of like emotional training. Yeah. And it's also like power dynamics of like, oh, like you, like the woman makes more money and has the better apartment. And then if she's dating a younger guy, like 
Is that like at some point, maybe it works in the beginning and it's really spicy and cool and hot. And then it's like, oh, am I going to start resenting him? Cause he like doesn't have his shit together, but also he shouldn't have his shit together because he's, he's young. I've definitely like, <sighs> no, I've had a couple of flings with guys in their twenties and like they come to my studio apartment and they're like, wow, the whole thing's yours. Right. They're like, mommy. Yes. I'm like, it's a studio. You can like see the whole thing from my doorway. Like it's Incredible. not that impressive. Like, and then I remember this guy, this actor, I like went home with him and he had like four roommates. The bathroom was so disgusting that I held it no, overnight. And no, I was like, you know no. what? Wait, you would rather, ha- it was so bad. You would have rather, rather had a UTI. I literally than- got a UTI. Cause I was like, if I even step my foot in here, I'm going to get like athletes, everything, everything, athletes, body <laughs> athletes, like head, toes, which shoulders, sounds knees hot, and toes. but it's actually terrible. Yeah. But he was like cute and handsome and fun. And I just said the same thing. I'm like, he's cute. He's hot. He's handsome. He's good looking. He's attractive. Those are all the same things. That's all that he was. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, he was so many different things. He's smart. He's intelligent. He's logical. I don't know. Um, Have you dated a younger guy before or an older man? He, uh, yes, I dated an older man, but he, he, I dated two different older guys and this is going to sound a little mean and it makes me feel like the guy in this episode who hooked up with Samantha where he was like I love the wrinkles in your neck remember that part yeah I kind of had that experience where I was like making out with this older dude and he was just like so soft oh my god like not like soft skin but like (laughs) no death no like soft skin like like his skin was so soft but you felt like that was part of being old yeah it was like less elastic yes it didn't have like the tension that most like younger skin (laughs) sort of retains you're like I'm noticing when I kiss there's no bounce back exactly (laughs) there was yeah it was just I kind of just fell into him like a pillow oh my god you're like hey Help! <laughs> he was like a, like a Tempur-Pedic mattress. Oh no, like a Tempur-Pedic body. I just like balance wine on him. Oh my God. And it doesn't spill. Was but, he like, yeah. how old was he? Not even that old, which makes me sound so cruel. But at the time I was much younger and he was probably was like the? late. I think he was close to 50. Okay, that's like impressively old. Yeah, we made out once and like he also, okay. <laughs> he like took his teeth out to like kiss you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but we did. Okay, so we made out in a car and like. I was I was like 26 or 7 at wow, the time. Wow, impressive. He was double your age. He was yeah. 26 when you were born. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm like, harsh reminder. Yes. But we, so we made it out in the car and like, I don't know, I didn't really think anything of it because it was like, not like I was making out all the time, but I was like, well, like, I don't know. I'm single and dating. Like, it's not that crazy that we're making out. He was so like, he was like making noises in this way where it's like, we were like love making, kissing, like, um, okay. Great. Glad that you asked. (laughs) Um, it was just kind of like, I was kind of like, like yeah. normal, normal. That's not how I kiss, but you know what I mean? Normal kiss sounds like, yeah, I don't like, know. I can't French the microphone cause it'll literally ruin it. But <laughs> you guys at home can imagine or in your cars or wherever you're listening to this. Um, but then he oh, was no. kind of like, oh, no. okay, here we go. Oh. He was kind of like, uh, like that. Like, were you like touching uh, his D? No, it was just from like the lips. Make out. It was so Ew. like, it was like love making through his mouth. Ew. Yeah. And I just remember in the moment being like, kind of feeling like, all right, like, relax. Like, does it feel that good? We're not even touching. It's also just like, calm down. (laughs) Like, he kind of had like a 13-year-old boy, like with a boner vibe. But he was 50. (laughs) Wait, I also love the idea of just like making out and not touching and being like, ah! Like, what? He just has like an immaculate orgasm. (laughs) 
He's just like, I'm sorry, I come really easily. You're I, like, we haven't even touched each that, other. That, I honestly, I, I like that you brought that up because that was a little, I was like, can I like imagine if He's I like, actually touched his dick? I think he would explode. I think he would go through the sunroof. God, I'm really <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm also very impressed that you made out with a 50 year old in your mid 20s. That's very chic. It was chic, but it didn't, fe- it just felt scary because he had like kids and stuff. Sick. But now I actually, I think all of those things are hot now. I'm like, I want a soft man with, <laughs> with kids. Yeah, soft man with kids. Yeah. Bring it. I think the interesting thing about the girls is it seems like all of them are just experimenting with 20-somethings for the first time in this thing. Yeah, and it was interesting how Carrie was, like, making a really big deal of, like, she's just kissing this guy. And it made me kind of sad because I was like, oh, like— like, why does making out have to end so quickly as you get older? It just always becomes sex once you're, like, over, yes. like, 20. And making out so that. fun. It's the best part. I know. Kissing is amazing. I mean, making out and fingering are, like, my top two. I would say, well, now all of a sudden I feel really shy. Okay, please don't. Do I have to I just, now? I mean, you don't have to do literally anything okay, you don't well, want to do. Okay, well, if I decide later that I want to share my favorite things, I will. Okay. But I feel shy. Okay. But I will say that— um, I think it's really interesting in this episode to see how Carrie is so weirded out about dating a guy in his 20s when the other way around, it would just never be. It would be Not like be high an five. issue. I know. But I think it's because, like, when you're a woman in your 30s, you're like, what can a guy in his 20s offer me? Like, at the end of the day, like, women want more than sex. Like, if you live with five roommates and your house is disgusting and you make no money, like, no offense, but, like, that's not like that. Even if you're a really nice person. That being said— a friend of mine who's married with a baby met her husband when he was 28 and she was 34 and he lived in a disgusting house that was dirty and gross and he was a bartender and he, they got together and now he's like this great, amazing father and dad. And like, wow. yeah, so I guess sometimes you, know, you never know. It's interesting with the whole like disgusting house thing because I mean, I really they did hate it, that. I do too. And they did it. They really like depicted it so beautifully in this episode. Like it was fucking hilarious. This was the funniest episode we've watched episode. so far. It's so like hard comedy funny. But um, I think the reason that we are so grossed out, this is just a, a theory. Tell yeah. me how you feel. I think one of the reasons we're so grossed out by their apartments is because it is a reminder of the time that we were living in filth. And it's like we've worked so hard to get away from that. Like I had a squalor apartment mm. in Williamsburg mm. and not the cute part of Williamsburg, mm. like literally living like next to the Hasidic Jews Gross. who like wanted to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Who don't vaccinate their kids. Yeah. And brought it was, back. I lived on a street called division dividing the rest of Williamsburg from the Hasidic neighborhood. Right. And it was just like the dumpiest fucking apartment. It always smelled like chicken. Cause there was like a family below constantly cooking chicken or some kind Gross. of meat. And it was just, my room was so tiny. I couldn't even change in there. I had to like go into the living room to change because there wasn't enough Unreal. room for my body to move. Right. Anyways, my whole point to bring it back to the show is that when I saw that apartment that Carrie and Tim, he, Sam, is that his name? Yeah. Tongue ring Sam. Yeah. Um, when I saw that apartment, I was like, oh, that's like, that would gross me out simply because I'd be like, oh, I just worked so hard to not be in that yeah, stage of my life anymore. And you're reminding me of it. I also think people that live in in grossness of any age, I just think it's gr- like I, you don't want to like. I see. I don't think you were ever gross. I wasn't. I always had a really clean yeah, space. Yeah, I'm really easily yucked out. I but also like, feel like did I'm you not ever, gonna put did, my. Did you live in like a bad apartment? Like, oh yeah, disgusting pieces okay, of shit. Okay, but okay. The, but you clean. did what you could. See, yeah, yes, I was felt clean. Like I was in a place so old that no matter how much cleaning I did, it was like 
it still looked it, gross. And it sm- truly reeked of meat at all, all hours of the day. I also think it's really interesting how in this episode she frames it like the younger guys are really easy to date and the older guys are trickier. Yeah. Which is really interesting because I do feel like there is a power dynamic. Like I even went to a party a couple of weeks ago and I met this like really impressionable young guy who was like maybe 26 and it was at this magazine party and I write for magazines sometimes and like he was just starting his career and he like was so impressed oh, by me. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, you published here? Oh my God. And it's oh. like, I kind of felt like his mother. Like, Did it feel good though? Or were you like, this I isn't going to work. I need is, to feel like punished. <laughs> I need to I'm feel like, disrespected God. and put down. No, but at the same time, I definitely don't think I could be with somebody who's like, wow, you did this thing? Like, I get that. That's just, it just feels like I'm beyond that. It would be, so, f- I feel like it would be fun. It'd be fun for maybe like two dates and then you'd be like this isn't gonna work I don't I don't want you to be impressed by me I just don't want to feel like I'm somebody's like mentor yes you know <sighs> fully yeah. I, I feel that so hard but that, again I keep saying it because I just think it's so funny that classically men have really liked being in that role yeah. of being like yes young woman let me show let you me, how yeah, my let amazing me you. thing I'm like god right. I just don't think that's hot at all I'd rather you don't just... want a woman's plane no I just want to be on the same page and just be like wow I'm so proud of you for doing this yeah Not, not like, wow, Rose. Yeah. I you, hope I grow up to be like you. Yeah. Or like, Rose, will you read my internship application? It's like, oh, no. No. Ugh. Wait, I have the funniest confession. Please tell me. That I just thought about while I was watching this episode. Um, I so I did I dated a younger guy. Okay, so when I I like studied in um I studied abroad in England for like Ooh, two months or something. Chip, chip, when I know. Chip, chip, chiru. Um, And I, whatever, I met this guy when I was there. I was like 19 when I was there. And I met this guy at a concert. I went to see the Hives. I would like go to concerts by myself. You're like, so cool. But they were like, the people I was like on the program with were like kind of boring. They were and I was like, Yeah, and I was like, we're in fucking London. Like, let's go do fun shit. So anyways, I went to this concert. The guy's next to me. We hit it off. Then he took me on some dates. And I was like, I really like this guy. Speaking of like making out, we made out like all over London, so like fun. constant making out, did not have sex, just make out, make out, the make best. out. And then at the, like, uh, then I had to, whatever, go back to the States. And at the end of our little like romp, he was like, Jamie, um, I'm, I'm actually not as old. I'm not going to do an accent. I, I wanted oh to, God. I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to, but then I tried away. Jamie, come in. He was like, Jamie, um, yes. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, not quite as old as I told Wait, you I was. Is amazing. Is it? Yes. Um, and then, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. And then I was like, well, how old are you? And he's like, I'm, I told you that I was 18. I thought it was a year younger than me. He's like, but I'm actually 17. How old were you? Like, 19. And then mm, wait, wait, I can't believe you're wait, confessing this on the radio. Wait, it gets worse. Literally the cops are on it their gets, way. I, I, honestly, not a joke. There's a button under this table. I pressed it. We the keep FBI in touch. will be here. We, we keep in touch post post England like he was truly like my love oh my god like my love pen pal oh my god so whatever we talked on the phone every once in a while and um on the phone call one time he was like I have another confession for you and I was like like, I can't handle anymore what and he was like I'm not I'm not actually uh what what did I say he said oh yeah he said he was eight no he said he was 17 he's like I'm not actually (laughs) I'm a really tall five-year-old he goes I just turned 16 and I was like oh my god I made out with Basically a 15-year-old when I was in college? I want to fucking Wait, kill myself. Jamie, that's hilarious. Oh, the power of that accent. I swear to God, you'll fuck anything with that accent. You, like, didn't I'll even notice anything. that his balls hadn't dropped yet, and he had, like, no pubic hair. <laughs> He's like, can you be on top? I weigh one pound. You're like, that's fine. I'm dying. 
dying. Wait, Jamie, that's amazing. I'm dying, and his name is Luke. I mean, he sounds hot. No, oh. Anyone in your position would do the same. Also, that also reminded me of one time when I was 15 years old. I saw my favorite band at the time, which was Lauren Hill. Love. And I saw her in concert. I also had this really weird haircut because everyone thought me and my sister were twins, so I literally cut my hair off like a boy so people would stop asking. But then I looked like, when I was 15, I was six feet tall still, so I looked like a weird, like, serious 45-year-old lesbian. Like, I had, I just looked so weird. Um, and I went to this concert, and I, like, weaseled my way up front, and this, like, extremely handsome, tall black man was standing there. We were, like, making eyes, and we were flirting all night. And we were, like, sexy dancing with each other. And yes. I told him I was 18. He was, like, probably, like, mid-30s. And then at the end of the night, I was like, I have a confession to make. I'm not 18. He's like, what? He's like, bye. And I was like, I'm younger than that. He's like, that's just scary. And he left, and I was like, wow, I'm such a temptress. He's like, I thought you were 47. <laughs> He's like, I thought you were literally like almost 50. I love how he's like, you're tall, so you must be old. Only like, older people are like, tall. like, you're tall and you have like a really asexual haircut that only like moms in their third like oh trimester have. Okay, I'm so glad that story ended though with him being like gross. Oh no, that's he was like, you're response. Okay. I was like, I should not have said anything. Thank God. All right, well, I think we need to take a little yeah. break, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Let's take a break. Okay. I did think the tongue ring thing was so funny. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about the tongue ring. I mean, we could for a second. Did you ever date? Okay, well, how Let's, did you feel about tongue rings in high school? Because a couple people had tongue rings in my high school. And the biggest bullshit is they were like, oh, it didn't even hurt. I'm like, bitch, I've bitten my tongue and almost like had to cry. Absolutely. Like, well, they're, they're, they justify it. They're like, well, it's not that part. It's not. It's the back of the tongue. So it doesn't have all the nerves. I'm like, even when I bite the back of my tongue, it hurts. Were, did you think that piercings were hot? Were you into that? No. Not really. I mean, I, I I thought that people who had an alternative look in general was very hot. I was very into like, especially growing up in Texas, like I was very attracted to people who like liked the same bands I liked. And like, so if they had something that sort of indicated whether it was like, like a piercing or a, like a haircut or something, I was always just like, ooh, I was very drawn to it. But not, but if they, in my twenties, I was not into piercings. I okay. was over, I was over the whole like rebellious look. I literally begged my mom and dad to let me get a nose piercing and dye my hair purple. Cause that's who my soul was. But like, I wasn't allowed to. So I just had to be like this really typical looking Jewish girl who like inside was a girl with purple hair and a nose ring. And they were like, no, absolutely not. They're kind of conservative. And now that I'm older and I can do whatever You're I like, want. Thank you. God. No, I like, I don't want to do it anymore, but I'm like, God, that's so annoying. Cause now I could have purple hair and a nose ring, but like, no, thank you. Oh, interesting. If I have kids, I'm going to let them like get weird. Cause then when they're I, older, they're going to like have grow it out, out of it. There. Absolutely. I shaved my head when I was 14. What? And yeah. I shaved my head and then as That's it started so edgy. to grow back, I um, it wasn't bald, but it was like really That's short. That's really edgy of you. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app.
Yeah, I was really into that because like I went to a private school and was just really like bored all the time. And I, I just wanted to have like cool artsy friends. And I had this oh one God. friend named Angel. Her name was Angela, but she called herself Angel. Edgy dangerous. Yeah. And um, she went to public school so she could do Whoa, whatever she wanted the with her hair. Yeah. So she would like dye her hair like a new manic panic color every time I saw her. And so she was the one who shaved my head. And when I came out of the bathroom, my parents like weren't upset. They were just kind of wow. like. Yeah, even now they're like, yeah, you were 14. Like, we're glad you got it out of your system. That's very cool of you. But then I dyed it. I started to dye it different colors. And then I then I got in trouble. I didn't get in trouble at my private school for having a shaved head. But I did get in trouble when I started, like, having, like, a lime green shaved I head. I didn't do lime green. I did orange because I thought maybe it's kind of, like, like files under red hair, you know? So File I was like, it there. Yeah, but they were like, no, it's fucking flame color. They're like, like you are distracting everyone. No, like they literally told me no one can get their work done. Wait, I never even told you this story and I want to get back to the episode. But the woman at my, uh, the vice principal at our school, Uh-oh. she she uh, pulled me in and she was like, yeah, your hair's distracting everyone. And she's like, so you have two options. I swear to God, she goes, you have two options. You can either dye it a different color that's like a muted color, like a brown or a blonde, or you can get a turban. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, even to this day, I'm like, I think wearing a white girl wearing a turban is going to be way more fucking distracting. distracting. She's like, or you can have a seven foot tall turban. (laughs) What? You're like, okay. Can you imagine? Anyways. Okay. So back to the app. Back to the app. Hit us up. Okay, so while Carrie and Miranda are debating the pros and cons of the cougar lifestyle, Charlotte is dealing with her own comical conundrum. Charlotte's boyfriend of a month wants to have anal sex. So clearly Charlotte turns to the core for for their anal advice. It all depends. How much do you like him? A lot. Dating a few months till somebody better comes along a lot or marrying and moving to East Hampton a lot? I I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Well, you better get here real quick. You're scaring me. Okay, don't scare her. It's all about control. If he goes up there, there's going to be a shift in power. Either he'll have the upper hand or you will. Now, there's a certain camp that believe whoever holds the dick holds the power, but hello, you're driving. The question is, if he goes up your butt, will he respect you more or respect you less? That's the issue. Wait, more obviously. Apparently, Miranda has had so much fucking butt sex. <laughs> like in whoa. every relationship, this is like the first thing that comes up for her. She's so she starts at annoyed with Charlotte for not have had him butt sex yet. You're right. She's like such an expert. Also, I love this idea of having more respect for someone after anal. Like I thought you were pretty incredible before, but now that I've been inside of your butt, like yeah. you're like unbelievable. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that it boils down to will he respect you more or less. Like, she's worried that it's going to change his opinion of her. Yeah. Like, it's like it's like the virgin whore thing. Like, if if you have sex with him, if you have anal sex with him and you have a really great time, maybe he'll put you in this box of, like, not a serious candidate for marriage, which is such an interesting old school idea. Yeah, especially because I think that the way you're a candidate for marriage is when you can be really communicative about what you like in the bedroom, because I think that's really vulnerable, whether it's anal sex, whether it's anything other than just like straight mish position. So I don't know. Classic. I just yeah, I, I just feel I just feel like um, that notion is is just. Do you think it's dead? Do you think back I don't when this think was it's... made, it was still re- like relevant, like in the late 90s? <sighs> I feel like it's probably so. not dead in like the South. Right. Or certain places. Yeah. I think it depends on how people are raised. I mean, I do think that, like, 
some people who are raised super religious, like think of their wives as these like perfect little things. And if they want to do something dirty, they have to do it with some like person they don't care about or something. Yeah. Yeah. I get. Yeah. That's interesting that. Yeah. They're, that's that's a mindset I can't really relate to. I would think that the closer you are with someone, the more sexy stuff you would want to do. Yeah. I mean, personally, I'm going to be honest. Even though this was made in the late 90s and it's a little old, I still think a month of dating is pretty soon to ask somebody to have anal sex with you. Yeah. And it's also like the way it came up in this episode is like, she was like, we were walking down the street and then he turned to me and said, would you like to have anal sex tomorrow night? And it's like, first of all, weird to like make an appointment out of it. That's the part I'm creeped out by more than the butt stuff. It's just like weird to be like, let's put it on the calendar. I personally think it's one thing if you're dating somebody who just like seems wild, like where chokers and like fishnets and you're like you know what this girl would be down but Charlotte who's basically like a rich poodle in a human body like why would you ever think that in four weeks she would be ready for this like yeah I feel like it's really presumptuous also, if you're just starting to date somebody, hopefully everything is so hot because they're new that you don't even have to go to crazy places yet. Like, shit will get boring enough as it goes on. Like, if you have to jump to anal in four weeks, then there's not really much chemistry, in my opinion. Because when you really like someone in the beginning, like, even just, like, all the boring stuff is, like, incredible. That's true. I will say that when they got together, when it was Charlotte and the dude, and she was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I, I, she, like, went through the whole thing. She's like, and if I do this? Am I the girl who likes butt stuff? Like she's this whole spiral. He was really receptive. He was like, oh, let's just do it the regular way. And it was just kind of so nice. Yeah. It was just kind of like, I don't know. I think she had a lot of anxiety around this issue and I don't think her friends necessarily helped. I think everybody like Charlotte and um, sorry, not Charlotte, uh, Miranda and Samantha and Carrie, they're all trying to like quell her anxiety. But it seemed he seemed like a really reasonable dude about that. He was. He seemed pretty open. I also think that the sad thing about Charlotte is it never occurs to her, like, would I want to do this or not? All it matters is what will people think of me? And, and will it lead to marriage? Or yeah. will it keep me from marriage? Yeah, it's just kind of interesting. Like, never in her mind is she like, no, that doesn't really sound like it would feel physically good. Or, yeah, that sounds like it would be really hot. All that matters is what will he think of me? And it's like, she's just living her whole life to fit into this image. It's just so kind of like repressive, actually. Well, and even in the back of the cab, it starts with her and Carrie and Charlotte. And then, oh yeah. And then Carrie's like, oh, well, we're actually going to pick up uh, Samantha and Miranda. And then Charlotte's like, no, Carrie, no. Oh no. And then they get in the cab and then they start kind of like trying to be real with her. And they're like, well, is this something you want to do? Here's what could happen. Here's how power dynamics could shift. And then Carrie's like, no, no, don't scare her. And it's like, why is Charlotte so fragile all the time? Like she has she these strong, so much, yeah. but she has these strong ass friends who are like open to real talk and, you know, and, but she never seems to feel comfortable in her own skin. That's a really good point. I, I think that. That's right. What do you think about anal sex? Where, where, what camp are you in personally? If, if I may ask. Oh, please. Um, have you ever I, had it? Um, I've had like a, a, a adjust, dose, adjust the tip. And then I like was leaped like, across the room. Absolutely not. Like it literally was like, I, I'm like, I, I was like a, a pig, like getting like a, a prostate exam. I was just like, oh like no. Oh I just like gosh, shut Amy. down. I was like, that get it out, just get it so out. Funny. I can't. I was like, yeah. I just, uh, yeah. I, 
Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I have never had it. I've had boyfriends like stick fingers up there and I'm always like, oh, I don't love that. No. And usually, I don't want your, f- oh God, It has never felt out. good. But the thing I've learned over the years is if a guy sticks his finger up your butt a lot, what that means is please do that to me. Oh, you think so? Yeah. If a guy's sticking his finger up your butt, what he means is please stick your finger up my butt. Which in my world is, no, thank you. I had a boyfriend in college and I I definitely like pushed on his asshole. <laughs> like like ding dong. during a blowjob or something. No, people say that in magazines that you're supposed to do that. I think I did it. It happened over Yorker. time though. It wasn't like with Charlotte. It wasn't a month in we were doing butt like stuff. This was like fast. a year, a year and a half in. Um, but yeah, yeah. And he said it felt good, but I never was like reciprocate. I was like, yeah, keep your fucking stinky fingers away from me. Wait, literally I had this one boyfriend that always like was doing butt stuff to me. And later he like basically asked me to like ram him with like a strap on. And I was like, absolutely not. But I remember once after a makeout, he was like walking to the bathroom like this. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, well, I need to wash my hands. Like he was literally like walking like, oh, this is the podcast. He was like holding his hands up because they were like full of like my butt germs, I guess. Oh, my God. I mean, there was nothing on his hands, but it was just like he was very aware. It wasn't like we got lost in the moment. He didn't even know. He was like holding his hands up like I have to immediately wash these. I get so offended if I if we if I have sex or there's a finger fingering, whatever it is, if there's hand stuff on your hands. If I if the guy's like, I have to go to the bathroom, if I so much as hear the fucking sink running, I have a meltdown. I'm like, am I gross? Do I smell? Da-da-da. Like I go through a whole rigmarole in my head. I'm like, you literally, I wish you, I'm gonna like leave hand wipes in there so I don't have to hear the fucking faucet oh turn on. Oh my god, you're so funny. Oh that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I really think that like like it's kind of interesting, actually. This is kind of risky that in the late 90s, anal's very popular now, at least on, like, in magazines and blogs. And their friends, I feel like, are very cash about it. My friends don't really. Really? Do your friends have anal sex? Mm-hmm. Girls? Mm-hmm. Do they like it? Yeah. Really? Oh, they love it. They're I'm, like, shame. Sh- what? Get into it. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I don't know. Maybe maybe sometime. There's a list of things before I die I'm open to trying. Acid, anal, mushrooms. But it's like when I'm like 75 and I'm like, okay, then nothing to lose. Wait, that's going to be such a fun year. <laughs> I'm going to have to find a 20-something. Oh, my God. To be like, A valley of the wanna- 20-somethings for you to fucking take mushrooms and butt stuff in. Yeah. I. Oh, I have a crazy butt story. <gasps> okay, Do so tell. back in New York when I was in my late 20s, I... I'm not a big drinker, but once in a while after a long day, you know, I like to have a glass of wine or something. And all of my friends were busy this night and I just couldn't sleep. And it was like a Tuesday night at like 11 o'clock at night. Nobody wanted to come out with me, but I really want to have a glass of wine. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to do something I've always been scared to do. I'm going to go have a drink by myself. (gasps) I always feel like, am I going to be bored? Am I going to feel insecure? What if... There's oh, scary people are so like sexy in New York of you. I love it. I literally had the great this great apartment in Williamsburg went across the street from my house, sat down at the bar. It was kind of dead. So it was no big deal. I got a glass of wine. I was just talking to the bartender, whatever, having a good night. I was like, OK, this isn't a big deal. Then a group of like the handsomest guys come. They sit right next to me and they just start flirting with me and charming me. And there's this really, really handsome one. And we're talking all night. I bring him home. OK, And literally, we're, like, kissing for two seconds before he, like, immediately, like, shoves his face between my butt. Stop. Like, it had been, like, 30 seconds before he was, like, eating my butt. What? Wait. You had an eating your butt story this whole time? Honestly, I just remembered it. Were you sitting on it? That was. Okay. Yep. Yep. 
Again, Carrie Bradshaw in the house. God, Jamie's That's on not really fire a pun, tonight. But it just feels like pun adjacent, which is very Carrie. Jamie, you're incredible. But Wait, what? I don't even remember if I liked it because I was so freaked out because I was like, I don't know what's going on down there. Like this, I, I feel like if somebody's going to eat my ass, I need like a day and a half to plan. And I need like a series of appointments and like, I need like, a, I need to like hire like 20 women to like powder and wax me or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like you've got to get like the right combination of perfume, yeah, lotions, douche. Yeah, I need to like go to like it, Persia. Bleach it. You yeah. need to take your asshole to dry bar. Yeah, the fact that he just like went down there out of the blue. And also it, it wasn't like we were in love and like we've tried every part of our body. Should we taste each other's butts? It had been like one second of That's making out. That's fucking wild. Girl, he was ballsy Did or you butsy. say like, what the fuck are you doing? Get no. your fucking face out no, of my ass, I was you trying ass to, eater. I was trying to be open-minded. And then after five minutes, I was like, mm, that was great. Let's try something else now. Yeah, let's start with like the hole that most people go for. <laughs> I know. Like, like, have you met the vagina? She's pretty great. I was just kind of like, no offense, dude. But like that level of trust, we haven't even like text me in two years when we're like dating very seriously, you know? And then I we'll talk it, about, like, I feel like the fact that he just, like, makes, like, eating ass his, like, go-to move is, like, truly shocking. Eating ass, like, e or, like, yeah, eating ass has become, like, a catchphrase. Like, I hear it a lot in stand-up now. People are like, eat ass. Like, I just hear the, it's become this thing where I'm like, are people eating that much ass or is it just, like, a funny phrase that people love throwing around? Young people are edgy. <laughs> They're edgy. You're they young. Are, I'm not you young. are young. I'm getting Botox next week. I am not young. We are young. Well, anyway. Ooh, God. What can't she do? Okay. Um, Back into wow. the app. Oh, my God. I just, like, I have to take a second. I can't believe that guy just, like, dove into your and cheeks it's like, like did it like feel that. good or not? I, like, blacked out. How could out. you even focus I was, on I pleasure? I blacked out from embarrassment because yeah. I was like, I don't know what's around there. If someone tried to eat my ass, I'd be like, I'm going to fucking shit in your mouth. Get away. That's Really intense. And then they'd probably be like, yeah, do it. And I'd be like, damn it. <laughs> I was trying to be gross. I'm sure it feels good because there's like nerve endings there. But I truly feel like I would need to be with somebody who yeah. like, I would need to do like a full ritual with them before. Yeah. There are also nerve endings in the vagina. I'm sorry. I need to be more ass, ass open. I need to be more ass. Astastic. Astastic, ass accepting. And I'm just kind of like, I have no interest. But you know what? Neither do I. And I actually think that like, it's edgy. To not do what everyone else is doing. It's Ooh. edgy to be basic sometimes. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. And on that note, let's take a break. Okay, so we're back in. After the gals coach Charlotte on butt basics, they all part ways. Carrie goes to meet Big on a real date, finally, but when she shows up, he has a crappy surprise. He brought the world's most insufferable friend to join them. Ugh. This guy's the worst. After making a bunch of offensive, misogynistic comments, his friend excuses himself to go sexually harass some poor woman at the bar. While he's gone, Big offers some lame excuse as to why he had to invite Adam Carolla's spirit animal to their date. But Carrie does not stand for it. After Carrie politely excuses herself from the horrible anti-date with Big, she goes downtown to find her 20-something boy toy, Sam. Carrie ends up going home with Sam for a fabulous night of youthful, vigorous lovemaking. Ah. 
everything is going swimmingly until the next morning when she wakes up in his disgusting apartment full of stoner roommates. Turns out dating younger men does have downsides. While Carrie expands her dating horizons, Charlotte contracts her butthole. She breaks the news to her new beau that she's not interested in being, quote, Mrs. Up the Butt Girl, because apparently men don't want to marry women who do it in the back. Not sure that's true, but fine. In the end, Carrie walks down the street contemplating life and dating when, of course, she bumps into Mr. Big again. Because she's been playing it cool, Big is more interested in her than ever and tries to get another chance. Hey, just so you know, um, I would have gotten hinge on my own. Maybe. I have no doubt. Now that I've got Jack hooked up, I'm saying, well, okay, maybe we could have dinner sometime. Hmm, I don't know. I'm good at crossword puzzles. Yeah. I'm just not so good at people puzzles. Anywhere you want. Just you and me. Call me. Mm. This mm. episode mm. really shook me. Hmm. Because it's been a long time since I've rewatched the show from the beginning. And Big is so toxic and gaslighting and horrible to her. Like, as somebody who's dated some narcissists before, the red flags are a waving. Yeah. And I'm like rewatching it, and I'm like, I can't believe that we're rooting for this guy. He's so awful to her. I I just want to say, I don't think we are rooting for him necessarily. I think we're rooting for her, and we really are on Carrie's journey. And I, I... I don't I'm not saying that you're not I guess what I'm trying to say is we're not rooting against him, but I don't feel like, ooh, we love big. Like, are we supposed do you think we're supposed to love big? I I think that big is mostly toxic throughout the whole series and that her friends keep trying to remind her of that. And then Carrie's the one like that's kind of like, but it's love. I can't explain it. I guess I'm just like so shocked. This is iconic show that we love so much that like shows these incredible, dynamic, complex women that they literally decided to base the entire main character's love story on a man that cancels on her, puts her down, plays games with her, is the kind of guy in real life that everyone who cares about you would be like, he is a monster. Like this entire episode, he does these weird things. He invites her to dinner and then invites some shitty guy. He says he'll come meet her at the dinner at, at the club and then he doesn't show up. It's like, why are you sticking around? This is abuse. Yeah, I can't fucking stand big. Um, I do like, given the time when this was written, I think that Carrie made a pretty strong choice to not let him back in easily, which now, if we saw this on TV, we'd be like, fuck this guy. He like doesn't deserve happiness and he definitely doesn't deserve her. But given the time, I think her being like, doesn't she say the thing of like cro- crossword puzzles yeah. versus people puzzles? Yeah. The fact that she even acknowledges that he fucks with her head is kind of significant because I could see them not necessarily going that route. And the fact that he's like, can I take you on a date? And she's like, call me like she doesn't decide right then. Obviously, we know that they do go on many dates. And I don't know. I just like that she didn't play it eager. She no, did play she did. it cool. Yeah. And in the date earlier when she finds out that he just brings this guy. I mean, oh, how horrifying. rude if you were all excited to see a guy you got all dressed up, you show up and there's a friend there. You'd be so offended. But she does the exact right thing. She goes, oh, I'm just going to leave you. And she, she's strong throughout I the episode. I didn't like that she left left cash that grossed me out that I don't know why I was just like don't pay for them like just leave she was trying to be cool I mean the thing she's I guess, always trying to be cool I think the reason this episode triggers me is I spent so much of my 20s hanging out with guys that were like 
giving me breadcrumbs instead of like a real relationship or breadcrumbs instead of just really having my back or being there for me, that seeing her find it sexy for somebody to mistreat her is just like triggering. Cause I'm like, I've been there. Those people are not good people. And it's kind of weird that the show is like, if you keep working on this horrible guy after seven years, he'll marry you. It's like, no, that guy is a horrible guy that if he will marry you, he'll cheat on you or he won't be a good husband or like, it's like a weird message. It, it is a really weird message, but it also is kind of something that I love. Well, the message is there regardless. I am yes ending your point. I, a separate point, I think it's interesting that Big is kind of not a great dude because it does make us kind of never know how to feel about him. And that in and of itself is intriguing. That's the most realistic part of Big is that he's kind of not, he's really flawed. Yeah, that's true. But together when they're good, they're so good. But then he's also kind of not worth her time. And really the whole series, even the movie, the first movie, I didn't, the second one, I fucking don't remember. They were just like camels and shoes. Right. But it was like a commercial for Abu Dhabi it or was something. Tragic. But, um, but, but I, I lost my point. My no, you were saying thought. he's I'm flawed. Spinning out. <laughs> no, I mean, I like what you're saying. But I, I just, I, I guess what I'm trying to say, not so eloquently, is that. That is the one thing that kind of keeps us intrigued with Big and Carrie, because if they ever were a perfect fit or a terrible fit, we would just be like, fuck this show. Yeah, I can't invest in this relationship. But that's the fucked up thing is that we kind of can. And we also dip in and out of like, I kind of hate him. I kind of like him. I kind of hate him. I kind of like him. Like we're kind of being played the way you're describing. Yeah. Like the audience is being breadcrumbed a little bit by Big. I guess the thing is. You know, it's exciting to meet somebody who's at your level. He's very funny and charming, and he's giving her enough that she's intrigued. Yes, and she's kind of like in this zone, like she's making out with other people. Like, I don't feel like Carrie is waiting for me. No, big, she's not. She's not desperate. Which is a thank God, because that would be that would be a real tragedy to watch. Have you ever dated somebody or had a relationship with somebody who yes. is like him? Yes. Tell me about it. My... Uh, more of a dating, okay. not a relationship, okay. but I definitely was hooking up with this guy. I have always, I've always been very blind to the fact that people are dating other people, but me, like I always am like, I'm always kind of looking for like, at least like one at a time. That's really the female. Most part. I think. Cause it's like, Oh, I like you. Yeah. And like, I just don't have a lot of time. I don't know. I'm just not good at like multitasking, I guess. So I kind of am like, okay, I'm kind of seeing this guy and like, we're putting a lot of energy into each other. This is in like my late twenties. And, and then one night I was over, he kind of started to like fizzle me out a little, like we were hanging out less and less. And then one night I'm at his house. He had, he was a writer. He had like a dinner that he had to go to. So we met up like kind of late after the dinner. And then like, while I was in his bed, oh my God. he like had his phone like blowing up and it was late. Oh. And I was like, oh, he has like a lot of girls. Oh I had God. this feeling of like, oh, he's like a player. Like I'm not special. Yuck. And that is probably the closest I felt to just, I know that's not fully what big is doing here, but it was sort of the similar feeling of like. Yeah, he's kind of doing this. He has like a racket going with a lot of girls, which I did later find out was true. Oh, my God. But then I'm like, was that is that a crime? It was just dating, I guess. No, I guess it's like for me, I feel like I don't connect with that many people that often. So if I meet somebody I like, I assume I'm like, oh, my God, this is so great. I'd so much rather hang out with you than like four other people that I'm like not that into. So I always think it's so interesting that people prefer to do lots of dating at once. If you already met somebody you like, like, right. like if you don't meet anyone you like, yeah, keep dating, dating, dating. But if you meet somebody that you connect to, that's like, what it was, because he, he would like tell me like I missed you and stuff. And I'm like, that feels that feels significant. 
I think I, I think I lost my virginity to somebody like big. Oh, really? Yeah, I was 19 and he was in his 30s. Oof. And he was very hot. He was this like blonde surfer. And I remember when I saw him naked for the first time, I was like, that's what a man's supposed to look like. like oh my God. Very handsome, but he was a bad guy. And I didn't realize he was with his ex-girlfriend the entire time we were going out. Jesus Christ. So like, and then on top of that, he would tell me these things like, you're my dream girl. You're perfect. You're so incredible. And then he didn't want to be my boyfriend. Mm, and then I remember so saying, heartbreaking. and then I was like, but I thought you said you were my dream girl. He's like, yeah. I never said that. Oh my God. What a dick. I was like, you did like when we were in bed. He's like, oh, I don't remember. Stop. I was like, I hate myself. Is he a sociopath? That's he's a, terrible. He's a bad guy. That's I didn't realize, terrible. I didn't realize until we broke up that he was like fully had a full girlfriend. And I was like, this is my boyfriend, Eric. Like I was such a dumbass. God, no wonder big is like the most triggering. The big <laughs> He's biggering. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're coining it. But also, yeah, when I was with that dude, the second that I pulled away, he was like riding my dick, like would not leave me alone. But that and is I was a typical like, that big type. So that's big. It's but somebody, it, that is big, right? It's somebody who cares about the game instead of the person, only likes you when you're not the, that available. Yeah. It's just. I'm shocked that he's supposed to be in his 40s. And like, it's interesting to me that Carrie in her mid 30s is tempted by that. In my 20s, I totally liked guys who were too busy for me and very da da da. But in your 30s, I kind of think like, damn, that's like kind of a bad sign if you're still interested in people that are like, yeah, maybe I'll call. It's like, what? People are having kids at this age, like grow up. And it's also kind of, I feel like in this show, it's kind of under the guise of like, it's all part of New York, baby. Like, <laughs> you know, one night I could be at a, the opening of a cool restaurant. At the next night, I'm at, yeah, next night I'm at a bar that also just opened. A lot of openings. I'm too busy to settle down. It's like, don't you get tired of going to openings? Jesus Christ. I, really, I like have lived in LA for too long because when she's like, the restaurant opening is at 1030. I'm like home alone watching and I'm like, that's ridiculous. Way too late. Way I'm like, too 10:30. late. And it's going to be too crowded. Out is this Barcelona? Get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Barcelona. Yeah. I'm like watching this at 9 p.m. and I was yeah. like, these people are wild. Yeah. Ugh. Well, it's time for this a question of the episode. Okay. Are men in their 20s the new designer drug? It's a really good question. We also have Skylar here that, to weigh in on the man's opinion. I'm a man in my 20s. Are you a designer drug? Yeah, what did you think about all this, like, guys in their 20s dating women in their 30s? Have you ever had experiences like this? No, because I I honestly haven't dated that that much. I've been with my girlfriend for years now. How many years? Seven years. How old are you? 26. We Can met you even? at UCSC. That's where, yeah. UC Santa Cruz? Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I went yeah. there too. Oh, my God. Um. So I have never done that, but my brother is a person who has done that. And, I, and he's like, kind of like, he's a little Samantha-y in that he's like forward and wants to let you know. And so like, I've had like a window onto that, but not done it myself. And so it's kind of, it, it, it was a fun episode to watch for that dynamic. I also just thought it was a really fun episode overall. Sorry, really quick. This has nothing to do with anything. What is a designer drug? Is it like... <laughs> They're like, like not, MDMA not, it's or like Gucci, MDMA, like Gucci LSD, made some cocaine. Like it's all like synthesized. Like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Okay. Hypothetically, if you were single, how would you date an older woman? Yeah, totally. Um, mm. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you would definitely date I feel like an you're older. more mature you're, for your age. Soul. Yeah, how, he is. How old are you again? 26. Yeah, you seem way more mature than that. Locked Do you think, James? Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, I could see him with like a deep forties. I, I do. I, yeah, yeah. I could see him being with like like an older director, like cresting the sixties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like an Emma Thompson type. I could see him 
will mirror him, honestly. Just, just keep going up. <laughs> Dr. Ruth. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jamie, do you think that um, young men are a designer drug, the new designer drug? I still don't understand that comparison. Are young men the, a designer drug? What does that mean? I think it means, okay, well, this is what I took it to mean. Okay, tell me. That feeling you are, everyone can have this feeling, men, women, old, young, that feeling when you're with somebody and you are so happy and horny and like, oh, okay. you literally kind of feel like you're on drugs. Like the smell of them just kind of like makes you high. I think they're kind of asking. Oh, like, so she's saying she feels high from hooking up with them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cause the designer, okay, whatever. Now I'm just like sucked into the verbiage. That's not making <laughs> Gal, sense. Let's do another hour and a half about the I semantics. Don't know why I'm so I'm really obsessing over the wording. Um, uh, are men in their 20s a designer drug? I'm going to say no. Ooh. I'm going to say no. Tell me about that. Um, I think that I, I think that they probably are really fun to like whatever hook up with and have sex with but I think that much like being on drugs the next morning you're going to feel like shit and it's not worth it. Oh my god, Jamie. I mean. She's so good on the fly, you I guys. I just call me metaphor Melanie. I kind of like dodge these zingers when I get shot. Um, Mama had an oat milk latte. She's feeling pretty good. Girl, you are wild. So, wow. Anyway, uh, I would say I have taken the drug of the younger man. Mm. I've gone there. Mm -hmm. I've imbibed. Sure. I've snorted. Yeah, you've dosed. I've shot up. Yeah. I've... I've smacked it. Uh huh. That's probably like I smacked it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. I think that it's an ego boost to hang out with a guy in their twenties because everything you do is impressive to them. Paying your own bills, having a real job, having your own apartment—it's all like whoa. Like it's a good ego boost, and their bodies are good. But I'm <laughs> too far beyond that. I I I'm ready. You know, I need like an actual adult. I I have to be with somebody who has their lives together. And most people understandably in their twenties don't, I didn't. So I would say it's a drug that I no longer take. I like that. Good yeah. for you. I'm glad you you're clean. Thank you so much. It took yeah, a I'm lot glad of you're, you're sober. Okay. So this is our segment on every episode. We do a segment called I'm horny for sex and the city is obviously a very horny show. So we end each episode by sharing what we're currently horny for Jamie. What's horning you up this week? Okay, I am currently horny. Well, I had two. Oh my god, I want to hear both. But should I do both? Because I feel like that's anti-segment premise. But I, you know what? Fuck it. We write our own rules. Gal. I have two. The first thing I'm horny for is Scott Speedman. I saw him at Intelligentsia before so I came here. Holy fuck! So hot. Oh my god, I would open up my asshole. He can climb inside of it and take a nap in there. I will, uh, girl. I love him. I feel like you deserve more than a nap from him. Mm, my God, Scott. He's still smoking. He was on Felicity, and he looks better than ever. It's in, it's. Uh, no, he literally can't talk. Do you hear me? Uh, the, uh, I no, can't, that's Scott how, that's Speedman. The effect he has on me. You guys, he's a hottie on the loose. He's around the east side of LA. He's in the wild. You can spot. I've him. seen him so many times. I was telling Skylar, I see him all the time to the point where I'm like, are we supposed to work together? Together. Like literally, like, are we supposed to like do something Jamie, or like be friends? I you, don't know. You I should, see him all the time. You should set up like a me too meeting in a hotel. <gasps> you should be like, there's a project I want to work for. He shows oh up and God. he's like, what's the project? And you're like, I don't know yet. What is the project, Scott? <laughs> oh my God. I'm obsessed with you and your, and the way your mind works. Wait, can I just tell you my one other one? Obviously. Okay, I know it's not cool to do a double horny, Girl, but I am double horny this you're week. You're very horny this week and you need to let it out. It's healthy. 
Okay. The other thing that I am horny for, this isn't like classic horniness. This is more like, um, like figurative horniness. Yeah. I am really horny for the sound that I'm hearing in a lot of pop music right now that it's, I, I it can only be described as chipmunk. And I'm hearing it. Oh, like, oh, like this. Kind of. I have a, I have a little clip. Oh, good. To give you to context. It's like Alvin and the Chipmunks. It is straight up EDM. woodland critters jamming the fuck out. Gal, I love it. Okay, I'm horny for it. What are you horny for? Um. Okay, well, I actually have... Can I, can I do two? Okay, no. Only I can do two. <laughs> of course actually, you can do two. <laughs> okay, well, okay, I'm horny for two things this week. Um, number one, I went on a really good date with a really <gasps> awesome guy. Oh, yay. And it doesn't matter. I like guys of all shapes and sizes, but I happen to be six feet tall and he happens to be six five. Ooh. And we made out and I had to like reach up and I was like, what is this feeling <gasps> That's of looking amazing. up? My neck has never gone backwards. It's only gone down. Oh my God. It's like front row at the IMAX. It, I fucking love it. It was great. It was really fun. So short guys, I love you too. I had a short boyfriend. He was hot. I'm into everybody, but I have to say at this moment, crane that neck, loving bitch, crane it. that neck. Okay, I'm also horny for my mom right now. Oh. Yeah, because she's being a really good dog grandma because my dog got so sick and has been like shitting blood for like three days mm, and I've had meetings and I've had things to do and she's been coming to my house and like nursing him to health and all I'm trying to say is like, if you have a mom and she's still alive and she's taking care of you, like call her, give her props. Moms are the best and we're so lucky to have them. So horny for my mom forever and always. Okay. On that note, can we play a little more of that chipmunks just to keep the keep the good vibes going? Yeah. Shout out to moms. Shout out to moms. Oh, that's not the chipmunk part. That's okay. okay. That's okay. It's great. Jamie, I can't believe you're listening to this kind of music. It was on my workout playlist. It's kind of stupid. I love it. Amazing. Well, I love you, and I'm so happy I got to see you. You're so funny, and I miss you, and I love you. I love you. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Couldn't Help a Wonder. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at chbwpod, and follow my co-host Rose Cerno on Insta and Twitter at Rose Cerno. And please follow my co-host Jamie at Really Jamie Lee on Instagram and at The Jamie Lee on Twitter. And please rate, review, subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. If you're nasty, it helps us. It helps you. It helps everyone. You're nasty. Bye. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarche. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.